Hello and welcome back to the What It Takes podcast with Robert and Noel. Noel talks a lot. I ask questions, and um, we're now on. First of all, we're on Apple Podcasts, so you can now find us on Apple Podcasts, which it was a pain in the backside to create. I'm not sure if anyone else has had those issues, but um, thanks for everyone who's listened today. And if you wanted Apple Podcasts, it's now there for you to go listen to it there. Um, but anyway, Noel, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, just touching on what Rob just said, I did get a lot of messages about, well, why aren't you on Apple Podcast? But we are, we are. Rob worked really hard. Apparently it was a little finicky getting it onto Apple. So we're on all the streaming platforms, I suppose. Um, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Spotify, Apple. And um, go give us a review. Yeah, I'm doing really good, Rob. Well, kind of. It's been a crazy day. Um, I am recording this podcast at my 3.30 p.m., but since Rob's in London, it is his 8.30 p.m., which is really late for me, but I have been, um, but anyways, I, I bring that up because, uh, Rob, you're super dedicated, and I love that we're here again for our third episode, and um, we have a really interesting episode today because this is something I get asked about all the time. I don't know if you get asked about it, Rob. Let me, yeah, explain. I do. I, I'm not good enough, though. So we're going to talk about sponsorships. <laughs> One is, we've had a few comments saying, is the podcast sponsored? No, we're not big enough. So if you want the podcast to be sponsored by someone, more people have got to listen. And I wish I was a sponsored athlete. It's why I create my own stuff, because I'm not a sponsored athlete and brands don't want to sponsor me. So, uh, but Noel is, Noel has two parts. And I find this quite interesting because we kind of know there will be pro athletes who listen to this and there will be creators who want to also who, who create health and fitness content and are wondering how they can monetize or, you know, have a, have a sponsor behind them. Um, certainly I've had young triathletes message me in the past year as I've created more content on, Hey, how do I get sponsored? And then you look at their social feeds and see nothing and don't can't find any information on them. And, and then you're like, well, you've got to understand from a business point of view. So I think this will be quite interesting because in my corporate life, I am a real marketing director who who manages budgets, who does the whole calculation on is it worth investing money, etc. And uh, Noel, I don't think you've been in that background. You're the pure curator and and an athlete. So um, yeah, this podcast isn't sponsored, but to all those sponsors out there, if you want to take a bet on us, let us know because we eat, drink a lot of things, and uh, we also use a lot of gear. So. Um, yeah, we'll leave that one open. The email's in the bio. Well, that's the end goal, obviously. That's the goal. It'd be a big enough podcast to get sponsors specifically for the podcast. So, yeah, um, once we get big enough, we will – that is a big – I bet by the end of the year, Rob, let's let's try to get a first sponsor on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got a rich role, obviously, works with On, on Running. I, I quite like – I've never used On's products, but I like their ethos. They – I think I love Switzerland, Noel. I think you love Switzerland as well. Oh, I base. love Switzerland. Um, and yeah, I think they look quite cool. So um, on, if you're listening to this, then send us a message. But Noel, you're, you've gone from being an amateur athlete through to being an amateur athlete good enough to get sponsors to support your life because you're a full-time content creator. So do you want to talk through a little bit for anyone who's listening and wondering about this, how it even works nowadays? in terms of sponsorship, and then maybe work back how it's evolved over the past few years. At, I do, I love this subject because like you get asked too, I have been asked quite a few times, like, how are you doing this? Um, what are you, like, do I need to make? And, and I, and just real quick before I forget, um, I do see, get a lot of comments, like people who uh, go, can you do you have any connections in the industry can you maybe show them my profile and i'll look at their profile and exactly what rob just said and it has like one post a month maybe one post maybe twice maybe like three posts about a race and then nothing for like a month and it's turning into where athletes and i'm just basic i am really talking about kind of endurance sports right now um running cycling triathlon uh because it's turning into like it used to be, and I started the sport 10 years ago. And even back then it was kind of turning into this, but it really was about sponsors really want it. It was about winning. It was all about like how well you're doing in the sport. And it sort of is still at the very tip, tip end of triathlon and running. Obviously a lot of sponsors want 
people winning, but it is turning into like, what makes, what makes a brand want to sponsor you? It's like, well, this person won, this person won Ironman 70.3 Pukan. Amazing. Um, but their post about winning got 400 likes and like 10,000 impressions. Um, but this ex-influencer uh, posted about their race, came in next to dead last, but got 150,000 views and like 10K likes. It's just, and it's sad, but it's not sad, but it's like as a brand, what did, what is, makes more sense? Um, and so have, have brands directly asked you when you've pitched to people or brands have reached out, you, you will submit to them your, your basically your analytics yeah so i do yeah so like 90 percent of the brands now now actually it's interesting because some of them do some of them don't some of them do want analytics and you have to um and actually this was something my manager kind of worked out that i had for a while for a while excuse me i have not had a manager for a while but they all want to see your analytics uh, 90 percent of the time they want to see your analytics um uh, because it just shows them what demographic they're buying. Cause they can literally the analytics on these apps are so, uh, what is it? Are so specific. Now it shows you like, like 75% of my following is from the U S uh, 66% female, 33, 33% male. And they want to see that to see if this is their demographic. Yeah. And it is, is, has that changed? If you go back, when did you first getting any paid sponsors? How many years ago? I would say, the pandemic was my first real, like when I searched blew up on TikTok and then, um, on, so I, I got on, um, I was kind of on Instagram for actually I've been on Instagram since it was invented and I would get random one-off kind of partnerships. Like I got a few free things, um, here and there, but then when my TikTok blew up, um, during the pandemic, I got, um, uh, a lot. I, I actually had you know what? I can, I can share this. So my first ever sponsor, real sponsor, paying sponsor, that was like a salary, um, was actually this person's daughter. This like the CEO's daughter followed me on TikTok, uh, and told her dad about me. Um, and so it was really kind of, it was really actually a really, it was really, um, interesting how that worked out. Um, um, Anyways, yeah. So then we got on the call, and this was actually this was back in the this was three years ago. It was Craft Sportswear, um, and then I had a meeting with them on the phone, and um, it was it was interesting because it was like I I told them like I was like oh my gosh I just got a real sponsorship like a paying sponsorship, and I was like I was like I can't believe that just happened like, strictly from social media because I am not fast enough to be sponsored because someone sees me winning a PTO race or winning an Ironman yet. But, uh, so it is also through social media and there's a two as there's Rob, there's two aspects of this because I am friends with a lot of pro athletes right now. And it's like a lot of them in their mind, it's, uh, our influencers taking away, uh, what they could be getting in sponsorship or is it, turning into the brands want influencers and i i have heard kind of both ends of the coin yeah and i At think the that's same really, time. yeah and that's a really interesting point just to jump in there because i think when when i've certainly done creator or I, in the in in business world i start i call people creators now influencers i mean because influencers always always been around michael jordan right. influenced people john McEnroe influenced people lindsay vaughn as we talked last week influences people like this term influencer did not start with TikTok and Instagram. It started with <clears throat> the, the physical act of what someone does when they wear a product, which is they influence people and they they change their buying habits because of what they see. And Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal has always talked about this very, very openly about he had, he'd signed a deal, I believe, with Reebok for hundreds of millions of dollars. And a mum came up to him. And I, I think that I may get some of these facts wrong, but um, go look it up. Uh, a mum came up to him and said, why are you wearing expensive shoes in, during your NBA matches? Um, we can't afford them. And our children basically say, you know, they have to tell their kids, no, we can't afford those Reebok foot, um, basketball shoes. And something clicked in Shaquille O'Neal's mind and then went straight to Walmart. I think it's Walmart. And went, or, or there's another <clears throat> um, sneaker brand called, begins with an S, I forget what it's called. 
Asics. No, it begins with S. <laughs> oh, S. Oh. <laughs> Forget what it's called. But basically, he went to, in the world of commercial footwear, the cheapest of the cheap footwear and said, I want to sign a deal with you. And he sacked off Reebok. He signed, sacked off his massive nine-figure shoe deal to do something that is much more accessible for people. But most people don't hear about that story because obviously everyone's heard about, you know, the, the Steph Curry shoe deal, the LeBron James shoe deal, the, you know, David Beckham wearing Adidas his whole life, et cetera. But um, yeah, from, from a business perspective, you're just looking at numbers um, from, you know, if you want to target the UK, you want to look at someone like Noel and go, you know, Noel has one over a million followers on TikTok. Even if that's the case, if I'm a UK brand, I may look at Noel and look at his analytics and go, there's only 100,000 people in the UK who are followed by Noel. So, and I don't know Noel's rates, but why would someone pay Noel $25,000 for a year if nobody who he speaks to is currently in the UK? Like, and from a business perspective, that's how you analyze it. And similar to music, everyone's annoyed at, you know, there is this undercurrent annoyance at, at streaming. And did streaming take away from, you know, different sources of music income? Oh, I mean, right. There is yeah. a lot of controversy around that. And music just kind of takes off. But, you know, Shop Spotify have created massive deals with the record labels. So I think that's getting sorted out. But, you know, you look commercially about, okay, it's very simple. If you're going to put $100,000 into someone, you want $100,000 back. And as I say, a marketing director, like the positions that I've held, you're a commercial person, you need a return on that money. And I always know I can put money into Facebook advertising and get money back and so it's always the trade-off like do i spend a hundred thousand pounds on facebook advertising or can i start working with creators who can potentially make more content for me and it feels more realistic but it's coming down to performance and then you have the second angle of it is where money doesn't really come into it is do we need to own someone from a brand positioning standpoint because all the eyeballs are on them in a in a in an industry so um we like obviously we talk a lot about Ironman and if you look at the Norwegians Christian and um Gustav Eden they've recently been moving all of their brand deals into companies that they're creating so they've yeah. set something up called Santara technology which some people may have heard of if you don't know them it's all the technology that they're using to become the best athletes in the world I think there's some clever business people behind the scenes with them going well, you can, you and an $800 tri-suit, $850 tri-suit. Yeah. But that was, that, that tri-suit originally, it may be a different one, but that was, they had a tri-suit deal, didn't they, with, with a brand, and then they Santini. stopped working. Santini. Yeah. And now they use Surpass, which I think is their own brand. Right. So from a business perspective, you, you, you kind of want to have deals with these people, you know, not, and that's when you get to the big, big deals. That's when, you know, Nike signed a 10 year deal with Rory McIlroy. They signed a lifetime deal with Michael Jordan. They signed a lifetime. You're going to hate deal. me. You're going to hate me, Rob. Who's Roy McIlroy? So I don't know who that is. One of the best golfers in the world or has been for the past 10 years. Okay, golf. Okay, golf. Um, okay. But that's when you get into lifetime deals where you go, this person is so important. We need to own them for their entire life. And that's when you can get like a percentage of income. Um, and people may have seen the Michael Jordan. Um, Noel's breaking the first rule of podcasting again. Again, again. Um, I don't know how to turn that off. But yeah, from, from a business perspective, you look at the numbers. And so people can either go, oh, that's, that's bad or that's negative, but that's the world. And so it's, it's, a, it's a numbers game. So you look at the analytics because you don't want to be faked into anything. Well, this is fascinating because Rob is basically, he's, he's in marketing. He's, in, he's literally what, he, he is who... I would talk to, or actually probably not. You're probably someone who is higher up, but if you're having, if you're marketing for a company, I mean, actually, I don't know. Do you ever talk to influencers on yeah, that all side? The time, all the time. Oh, I work. In, okay. I, I mainly work in startups. So I'm normally the person who's speaking to people. That See, so we're like two ends of the spectrum. So it's, so you would be someone I would talk to for X company who wants to hire, who wants to get into, wants to hire influencers. You're yeah. the person who I'd be emailing back and forth. And I'm the person who comes back very commercially. You know, I'm a very commercial, numbers-focused um, Okay. Marketer. So I, nothing – and I can run the ads. And I, I've done all – I'll send this to you, Noel. I won't publicize it. Yeah, I want to see. I have all the stats on my own social channels. And I start with every single month I track 
total impressions, total accounts reached, total links clicked in my bio, total number of people who then subscribe to my newsletter, total number of people who stay in my newsletter. And so I can tell you pretty statistically, if I look at the total number of impressions per month, if you times that number by 0.1, that's the amount of people who will follow me. And so I, I per month, and I've done this now for the past six months and I've done it professionally for the past six years. Hold and so on. You... <laughs> Wait, I don't do any of this. <laughs> Should I be doing this? You don't have to, but this is why okay. this kind of comes from my business end. Like I, those are the calculations I am doing on uh, creators who message me. So like if a creator messages me and they've got 20,000 followers, which is exactly what I've got on social, on, on Instagram. Um, and I see their past five posts have gone to 150,000 people. I will know that the likelihood of people engaging on that post is probably 1%. So 1% of 150,000 is 1500 people. So I know that post is probably only going to go to 1,500 people who will actually see my brand with that creator of which I'm going to times that 1% by 1%. So I get to 15 people. That's how many people I will expect as a commercial marketing person to then buy something so out, out of 150,000 people being reached by Noel posting from I, I'm a really hard-nosed commercial person I will only be expecting 15 people to do something based upon that and that may shock some people but I've done this for long enough now to realize that they're they're the numbers so it, it, when you when you see something go to say a million people realistically only 100 people are actually going to do anything positive to that brand and that I can... am well I'm really fascinated by this now sorry I, I'm uh, as an influencer as I keep saying that word I hate it but like it is kind of it's a full-time job now for three years I want to know like what is something that when you're looking at um say 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 I've been on your team advertising mm -hmm. uh water uh let's do prime like we talked about prime Say I'm on your team advertising Prime for the last year and it's now time to renew contracts and you look at everyone's stats. Yeah. What is something do you literally just go off of? Well, this person has the least ROI. ROI I learned is return on investment and they're out. Or is it something like, well, we really like this person working with them. Uh, they do do great brand exposure. Um, like it's not showing it's not like the numbers are great but like what what would go through your head like i want to so, know that's, that's the exact right question to ask i think that this is a two-part answer one is how important is that person to the community that they're in and community, so yes. yeah and so for example you will find people on instagram with two and a half thousand followers with some incredible sponsors um, and, and usually those types of people are, for example, famous photographers, um, or, uh, influential people in the business world, because the bet is they are so well connected that, yep. that they will get eyeballs from, from the other people in the industry that would cost more to reach. These and, are called micro influencers, right? Yeah. And, and so so the, there are people who are so influential in just off social media in normal life that you want to work with them. So that's why some people will see someone with a couple thousand followers and go, and they'll have a deal. Whereas someone with a hundred thousand followers won't. Um, so that's the first thing. How influential is that person to the, to the community that we're trying to target? The second one is, is, is purely commercial. So, and based upon price point. So if not, Noel, if I ran a drinks company, and you were trying to work with me, you would kind of go, okay. Um, or you, uh, do you work with Cliff Bar? I do. Yes, yes. Cliff Bar is one of my title sponsors. So, so actually, you have uh, not that I'm positioning myself to go work as the CMO of Cliff Bar, but um, if if you look at Win Tri, tri Suit, I've just gone on Win's web, website, and, and Noel's sponsored by Win. It's an yes. Aussie triathlon uh, company, triathlon apparel company. Their Kona tri suit is 323 uh uk pounds so that i think that's around 400 us dollars yeah and so yeah. i'm gonna do some maths i don't know the guys that win so if i get this correct it's complete guesswork 
I'm going to guess they're making 60% margins. So on that 390, 320 purchase, um, they're probably making 160 pounds ish, give or take like that's how much profit they're making before all the expenses of running the company. So that's how much profit Noel makes from selling one thing at $300 for them. And so basically you're doing, if, if Noel, for example, let's say Noel's deal is for a thousand pounds, um, that you basically have to go, okay, if you take a thousand pounds and you divide it by 160 pounds, which is the profit that's been made, how many tri suits do we have to sell to make that money back? And so it's about eight tri suits, six or six to eight tri suits, depending on is there a discount code used, et cetera. And so yes, I know, if Noel's, yeah. And so if Noel's doing a post, I know that he has to sell eight to make the investment back from a thousand pound sponsorship. So, and that, so that those are the, and then you can apply that to any type of product that you're selling. And so if you are a creator out there or you're a pro athlete and you're trying to get sponsorship and you want to do it through the route of, I know commercially that I'm going to be really useful for a company, do those statistics beforehand. Like if you, if you want to go work with Kdex bikes and you want them to give you a 20,000 pound Kdex tri bike for you to ride for the year, then it kind of works the opposite way. You know that they're going to make a lot of money from one bike sale. So if you're someone with 250,000 followers, um, you're probably going to be able to sell one Kdex tri bike to your audience because selling one bike is not too much. Now, let me ask you this, Rob. Okay, because this is really cool. And actually, this is something I probably could have even talked to you about off the podcast because I didn't know, I, I forgot. Like, you, this is literally what you do, and I'm so fascinated in this. So what is something you look for? So say you're trying to sell, I get okay, tri suits. Say you're trying to sell tri suits. How does one, how does a company who kind of is just getting started is like, has a few selections in their thing. How do they go like, okay, I'm on, they're on Instagram right now. Like, do they go, where do they find, like, what would they do? Like if, well, they think, well, we need it. We need some type of influencer. We need some type of social media. We need a pro. We need a, we need someone. Do they literally just go to the triathlon hashtag triathlon and go like, well, let's DM them. Let's email them. Uh, think, what yeah. do you, what things are you looking for? It comes, you have to really know what you're doing in terms of you have to understand the sector. So generally in most companies, if you they're- You mean your niche, your niche. You have to understand your niche. Yeah, Noel says niche, I say niche. <laughs> it really, anyway, whatever. Um, the, you have to, to, to avoid wasting money, you have to be on social six hours a day for let's say two weeks to watch every single piece of organic content that's got to the top hundred and really dive in. So I, I can tell you a list of, you know, 150, not off the top of my head, I'd have to go look through, but I, I will recognize 150 runners who live in London on Instagram. And I will know which ones of them work with different supplement brands, etc. I just kind of know that because I'm on Instagram so much on my day to day. I mean, someone's job is literally to be scrolling on Instagram. Yeah, but, yeah, that sounds a bit facetious, but it's a really You're important... getting paid to scroll on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you are because, but you're not getting judged on that. You're judging if if you then pitch to your boss, okay, I uh, <laughs> let's say you know doesn't want to work with the brand, but he right. comes up with a price that is like, if they're willing to pay me that, I will work with them. Uh, that, right. There's there's always that in in business you call it like a cash cow. Like it happens just, a lot too. It happens a lot. Yeah, not so, with me. Not with me. I'm just saying. I know people. I've heard. I mean, obviously, some people you're like. Uh, they don't want to be advertising that, but they obviously, you can clearly tell they got paid a lot for that. Yeah. And, and there is a lot of that. And that's just, if anybody judges people for that, well, the people have got to live somehow and, yeah. and maybe that's their revenue stream. So I don't judge anyone for doing that because it's plenty of people take jobs they don't like and get paid for it. So it's kind of like, right. that's the same thing. Yeah. I'm fairly level-headed with it. But if, if you take that example you just raised, it's, um, yeah, you just do the numbers. and you, you, So anybody can pitch any number, but it's your job, even if you're a 22-year-old out of college doing the influencer marketing job or social exec job, it's your job. You, you know, when you're younger in your career, you'll get away with stuff, but never make the same mistake twice. It's good to make the same mistake once, but never make it twice. It's kind of what I was educated on and I kind of live by. Yeah. Um, so do anything you want and learn from it. But just if you learn from it, you shouldn't make the same mistake twice. Um, 
but it is someone's job to if they pitch 15 people that we should be paying my first question is okay how many people are going to click on that ad how many people are going to potentially buy from us and do the maths and you never know what's going to happen like you 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 generally don't know but um there's plenty of examples where someone pays 100 150,000 dollars to someone with 2 million followers and you just don't get the money back but then the deals can get so complex now so there's someone who a lot of people will know called Grace Beverly, who's an incredible entrepreneur in her own right, has a podcast. She founded, uh, I'm not going to I don't know who, I don't know who that is. You said so Grace? There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a women's leggings, one of the products is leggings, but it's called Tala. And oh. then they have a an app called Shreddy. If you're in the UK, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're certainly if you're female and in the fitness world. Um, and she's just been on TV and on a massive YouTube advertising campaign for a bank and you kind of go that's so far away from her fitness world why is she working why is she on adverts for a bank and there's various reasons why why one is she's a very successful entrepreneur in her own right so it makes sense that bank will be trying to get her as a client (laughs) Uh, secondly they will know that she will reach lots of small business owners because by default if she runs a fitness business other business owners will look at her. And secondly, the reason why she's on adverts is they paid her for the media rights to use her face in countries, different countries. And it's an, it's another way that as a creator, you can structure your deals. You can kind of go, okay, that's fine. You, I'm happy for you to pay me that for that. But if you want my face across Europe and US, this is going to be right. my price. It's the same. If you think very grandiously, like if you think big, this is how supermodels got paid so much money. And and they do get paid so much money because oh they, right they, if, you're, uh, if you are pick, I don't know pick any supermodel in history the most famous supermodel and you you hear of deals Hadid like Hadid. yeah okay let's go with the Hadid yeah so let's say they got paid five million dollars for a Vogue shoot for example um, that sounds like a lot of money but if you then consider she sold her rights to her face for three to six months for 196 countries around the world then you break it down and that's how the wow. deals are. that's so, true so you can start if you are a creator you can start calculating okay i'll sell you my media rights and so you can use me on advertising and so a company knows that if they can use your face on advertising they're going to get more money and if you're a clever creator you can kind of go let's say you're you have 50,000 followers and you you assess that you should be getting paid $10,000 per deal. And let's say a brand won't pay you that because they just can't do the economics. If you tell them you can use my my best performing brand advertisement in all of your media spend for the next two years, some marketing director is going to go, that, that piece of creative worked so much better than all of our creatives that we've tried on Facebook advertising that it's worth it to pay that money because the creative is so much better from an engagement point of view that if we're allowed yeah. to read it. Yeah. I do want to say always add if you are listen if you are an influencer and like you I've all I was I was taught from manager like you always have to add that in your deal is usage rights. And I yeah. was like, well what the hell is usage rights? I was like, I do not understand this at all. I was like, oh I was like in my mind I was like they pay here I will do XXX amount of TikToks, XXX amount of Instagram for X price. But then they're like, yeah, but there's a whole other layer to it. You can also be charging for them for uh, usage rights. And this is literally exactly what Rob's talking about, which I didn't know for like the first year. I was like, I didn't even add that in my thing. And then even they asked and half the, sometimes they'd ask like, can we run an ad on your, like you make the post on your page and then we'll put money into it and ran an ad yes and i was like yeah sure and i was like oh you could have charged for that like that's actually something you can charge for and who i didn't know that so there's a lot of i will say a lot of this is very trial and error when i first came up and did this because it's now kind of an actual clear-cut job but i feel like in the past it's like or in the at least my experience it was very like learning all i was like oh i was like so many times I feel like I could have been making more money or done something different because I just didn't know. I had no experience with like a lot of this. And um, yeah, yeah and that's also why you get a manager. 
yeah, I mean, managers are one one angle, and you know, if you go down the route of a manager, I mean, you can probably speak to this, Noel, but it just lots of brands don't like working with managers. So, like, as a commercial, in really, my role, okay. I won't, if someone says speak to my manager, we just don't. Oh, you already you already crossed them off the list. Yeah, yeah not even going to entertain it. Because we know what, that the what is the reason for that? Because we know we're not getting the true rate. We know there's someone in the middle taking a chunk of that money. That so, is true. And so depends on the size of your company. But if you're Nike cutting a big brand deal, that's fine. Your Audemars PK creating a watch brand deal with Jay Z, for example, that's fine. Like you're dealing with some of the biggest artists in the world and you're going to be able to right. work with one of these people. Your brand's going to 10x revenue over the next two years just through brand exposure. That's fine. You're going to have to pay big bucks. If you are a, I would say, less than 10 million pound company or $10 million company, and as a creator, you can kind of work out which companies have that level of revenue. Um, it is pretty easy to spot them. Um, they they will probably not want to work with you if, or it's it's a lot let me rephrase that it's a lot harder to work with that brand if you say go speak to my manager because all of these brands have very strict uh commercial targets um well, so and i want to add as a sorry rob to cut you off i just wanted to add in my experience i've had i guess i could be i could i guess i would call this my i'm going on year four i've done this for three years like as a full-time job and i would say the managers, they were great, good, but they did not, there was nothing that all the, my experience is all the brands who I actually ended up working with came to me. I didn't yeah. go to them. Yeah. They, they came to me and, um, which is really, which is really, uh, besides one, there was one that I went to, but, um, yeah. they all came to me. And so, and then, so I was like, well, they came to me, I did the deal. They found me and now I'm making all the content. And literally doing, and then the manager gets fifteen percent of this for yeah. Yeah. reading the contract for reading the yeah. contract. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and so if you're dealing with big, big brands, for example, um, let's completely change the subject slightly. But James Corden, who's a, who was a US TV host, British actor, and then ran the Late Late Show in the US, he always dropped. There was a few comments he dropped that I picked up on. For example, I think he had the same manager as all the other late night hosts and there's say Jimmy Fallon, James Corden, Stephen Colbert. They all, I think they all have the same manager. And oh, so there's one, there's one manager who basically holds all the chips of talent. And so he can go to all the media heads and go, you've got to pay them all $50 million a year. And so all these late night hosts who know their extreme talent, if you disagree with Jimmy Fallon's talented, it doesn't matter. He is talented. And so they, those networks want to hold on to their key pieces of talent. Now, in those situations where you have basically one guy can represent you all, you all kind of know you're financially going to be better off. So even though you're going to pay someone like that, I'm guessing that's probably more like 30% and above for like that type of, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, I don't really know. But yeah, like, would you rather pay this guy who's going to land you $60 million a year? Or would you rather kind of do it yourself, not know what other people are getting paid and end up with 15? Exactly. Like the goal of the the goal of the manager, if you were to get one, is you would hope the manager is very connected and has yeah. good networks. And I guess my experience is mine didn't. <laughs> yeah. and it, it depends no. on the level that you're trying to operate at, right? So if you are listening to this and you're you're a creator or like a pro athlete, you've kind of got to go. Okay, a brand that you probably <clears throat> are not going to get much money out of is a new cool drinks company that's just being created, and you think, oh, that's really cool. Uh, I've got 200 followers, 200,000 followers. Um, let, I want, they're probably going to pay me $50,000 a year. It's not going to happen. Like you've got to understand who you're speaking to. And that's why I guess bike sponsors are quite good because if you, if you're able to sell three bikes off the back of your sponsorship, you, you're going to pay back your sponsorship and then some. So they are good, but 90% of the time, um, well, at least that from my understanding is it's just a bike product it's just a bike compensation like you it's only product only compensation it's not like product only and money um yeah. and you can't really like pay your mortgage with a bike 
Yeah, but... and, and on a separate set angle, like on the paying someone because of who they are and their ability to impact other people. Um, like Rich Roll, I think, is quite a good example. Like his, his podcast, um, I really, I really love his podcast and and some of the insights that he gets out of his his guests. But there's no real reason for on running to have a massive sponsorship deal with a podcast host. Like he's not like if you think about who on running running sponsor, it's Roger Federer. <laughs> yeah, like, right, like Rich, right. Rich Roll is not a He's an incredible. Wait, is he sponsored by On Running. Yeah, he's like yeah. So he's he's an incredible. Yeah, he's an incredible amateur athlete in his own right, and he's got an incredible story. And but if you're if you analyze it, you're like, why would On Running sponsor the Rich Roll podcast? Yes, there's reach and engagement. So like, it's one of the biggest podcasts in the world. But secondly, every single podcast, the On logo is gonna be shouting to the person across the table. And he's got some of the most influential people in the world turning his podcast. And so wow. it's a great way of getting exposure to all these other people. <clears throat> I did not know On was sponsoring Ritual. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, you jump on um, we, Me and Rich share similar stories. I've been trying to get on his podcast for a while now. Um, but it was really interesting uh, that you – so I do want to ask one another thing. Well, okay, let me back up. The Every time – so when I get asked, um, yeah, because I've had, I actually was at a training camp earlier or last summer with someone who was, who they wanted to see my media kit because they wanted to reach out to brands and be like, well, I want to see what you do. This is what's like, what's an example of a media kit? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, well, you don't even need that yet because I, I guess it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is he was like, he, like we looked back up. He had one post. Uh, one post, he had like three posts total on his Instagram and he is a very good triathlete. And I was like, okay, picture this. If someone came across your, your social media and was like, what, like, what, what do you offer me? <laughs> like what? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that can be, that's, that's one angle to look at it. I, I'm very much, I'm much more direct with people because I find direct advice that is targeted is is helpful and i just say well <laughs> if if someone comes to me and says hey i want this brand to sponsor me i say okay how are you going to generate ten thousand dollars of sales for them yes, like, very, very bluntly, like, like how are you going to generate ten thousand dollars and then normally the first response is what do you mean i said well why do you think people sponsor people like you're either so influential again it comes back to what there's two avenues of this you're either so influential in an in an industry that someone wants to work with you or they want to use you and your image to sell stuff it it really is that simple and then and so you you've got to analyze that it's like people especially in a recessionary environment that we're in right now um brands as much as people may hate to like everyone who listening to this podcast works for someone and so everyone yeah. has this data experience of they're working in a company and that company is paid that everyone is paid from the revenue that they generate. So if you just under like focus on that for a second, and then when people get annoyed at brands, like reducing, you know, investment into marketing and things like this, it's because they still need to pay their employees. And if, rev if sales are going down, there's a restriction in marketing funds generally. And so I have another question real quick, Rob, yeah, um, before yeah. we end on this, because I, I am so fascinated by this. And also, if you have any questions like this for Rob, who is a major finance guy, um, marketing guy, not finance, marketing, uh, send them in because we can, we can touch them. But I want to know, Rob, what is, do people, like if you're a company, do you like seeing emails from like an, an influencer requesting to work with them? Or does it 90% of the time work better if, you found the influ influencer yourself uh, and you reached out to them. Put, put it this like way. What? Yeah. There's you know, I've gone, I have a certain, I'm generating about a million views a month through my own social content. And so I know that's interesting to brands. However, I very rarely get reached out to from brands. And then I see other people similar to me who are 
signing brand deals. Now, the contents of those deals, I don't, they may be affiliate deals where, which aren't very right. attractive to me, but some of them I'm guessing are properly paid for, like they're paid by month to be an ambassador. And I've, and considering like to give myself an ego boost for a second, some of the content I produce is quite good and it's informative and it, it I is would, really good. It's very high I'm, quality. And so it would, my, my channels wouldn't be growing as fast as they would if it was all rubbish. And so if, as I'm not getting reached out to from brands, I've put it down to these people must be pitching to brands and yeah. I'm not, and I'm not pitching to brands. And so just like going back to first principles and thinking, why is something not happening? Well, it's actually probably because all the people who are sponsored by Lululemon or um, On or Under Armour or any of these fitness brands, and they're, they're not a mega superstar, they're just an everyday content creator. They've probably pitched, they've probably sent, them, sent these brands a message and said, I'm keen to work with you, da, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think it's, it, be proactive. You have to pitch people and you have to come up with ideas. And the more creative your idea can be, uh, you're probably going to land some sort of deal. Had you expected more people to be reaching out to you or not? Just, is it like, what? No. Is it, no okay. No. Cause I, I want to say, I would think it was, I think a few, I don't know who it was, but something, a quote, some, somebody, one of my friends, Oh, I'm going to shout him out. Dan, Dan Tiger from a long time ago. Anyways, yeah, I'm going to shout him out. He once told me like, he's like, okay, what do you have to offer? this per this brand you're selling yeah. yourself and uh yeah that kind of just stuck with me because you're, you're so right like what do i offer them what do i offer them um but i will say i i guess uh, eventually you get to a point where a lot do reach out to you and i don't know i guess it's interesting to see because i feel like half the time like you don't want to look desperate but like you, I don't know. I don't know what the, I've never been on that other side of things. Like, does it look weird or does it look like, like, what does, do they no, I, I, mean, I, get, I, get, I get more annoyed at brands who want to send me free stuff. Not because, yeah, I, 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 you know, I will always accept free stuff because you're offering to send me free it's stuff. It's undervaluing you. It's, it's undervaluing. Like you don't, yeah. I, I even yeah. told here, I would, hold on real quick. I just want to say, I even told a long time ago, I made a point to myself to say, I no longer do product only compensation. I don't do it. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that comes down to, look, if you're getting into the triathlon world, having a triathlon bike as a sponsor and having that for free is quite good. Like, and like, but there's a chance that if you're in triathlon, you've already got a triathlon bike. <laughs> so, kind so, yeah, kind of. <laughs> you don't need another you have one. You to like, have something. <laughs> But basically how, how I look at brands is I don't mind accepting free stuff and maybe shouting them out if it's something I genuinely use every single week and therefore it's saving me spending my own money. So yeah. um, if someone is willing to send me a month's worth of, uh, you know, daily greens or something like that, great. Okay, I'm going to take it and I'll post about it on stories. But if you're not paying me, don't expect me to, you know, put it on something that might go to 200,000 people. Like right. that, that's just, I'm not going to do it, but it depends what you want, but people are always at different stages. If you want to be like a pure content creator, which I wouldn't advise anyone to kind of do as like a out of the blue, like I'm, I'm just going to be a full-time <laughs> content creator, like have it something underpinning, like, like <laughs> a million followers and et cetera. Like, but if you're at a thousand followers across social platforms and you go, right, I'm going to be a content creator, <laughs> you know, economics can change very quickly. and so. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I've some, plan. <laughs> some brands message me and kind of go, would you like to do this? And, and then I have some brand pillars that I will only work with. Like I like using high quality gear because I really look after it. And I, I've just got enough knowledge now where if I have high quality gear, it lasts me for, I've got a Lululemon jacket that I've had for five years now. I bought it in the sale and I still use it day to day. And so wow. there's certain items and things that I use where I'm like, okay, that fits with what I kind of do. Um, but I'm in a situation where I'm not trying to make an income from content creation. Right. Right. So, but also, I've also read, I've actually read in the industry and like heard from other people and like, it, I would say 90% of the time 
influencers from their side undervalue themselves to get something. Like, I feel like a lot of times brands pitch themselves as like, well, we're a small business. We're just starting out. Remember, you're a small business too. Like, I'm a small business also. So if a brand comes to me and goes like, well, we're a small business. We're starting out. I expect like, but I am too, man. I'm a small business. So I've always heard 90% of the times, 90% of the time I've heard that the influencer undervalues himself just to get something. I don't know if that's true. I feel like half the time I was like, well, I don't even know what to price myself I at. I think if you, it's a it's a true constant in life that most people in any situation are willing to cave in. It's just kind of how we're built. Like we're like, we don't want confrontation. Yeah. So, okay, I'll, I'll price things under. It's the same thing as arguing in a restaurant. It's like, oh, I'll stop the argument. It's okay. I don't want to send the, the plate back because you don't want the confrontation. So oh, it's, that's it's a good same, example. Same. It's that's just a good of, example. <laughs> people don't like confrontation. And when you're putting money on a table, um, you know, a, a, telling a brand you're going to work with them for no less than $10,000. Some marketing people might think that's way too cheap. Some people may think it's way too expensive. But you that you have to weigh up in your own life. Are you, if do you need the money, therefore, would you accept a thousand? Like, do you not need the money? In which case, right? If you've got a hundred, if you've got a hundred thousand followers on on Instagram, and you can prove that five thousand people are tuning into your stories every single day, and you can prove through your own newsletter or through something you've made yourself, when you tell people to do something, they go and do it. Like, why would you accept a cheap deal when? it's so easy now that you could launch the company yourself. I think this yeah. is the thing. Like there's now running a company is different because there's hassle. You have to look after supply chains, et cetera. But if someone's telling you, we're going to pay you 750 pounds for a post and you already know that you can find a drop shipper, create the product yourself, have a, just go onto Canva, create a logo, stick it on the product. And then you own the company. I, it's, I don't know it's, if it's that easy. It is. It is that easy because I'm. I've done it before. So oh, okay. The the tricky bit is what you've done Noel, already, which is get a million followers tuning into your content. Like yeah, that's so, not easy. <laughs> if you, you want to create high quality products, then it gets a bit difficult. Like if you want to create a bike, if you want to create a high quality tri suit. Oh right, right, right. But if if someone is reaching out to you for like, you know, selling whey protein, for example. Um, oh, okay, yeah. And you have the get up and go to actually think, oh no, actually, I I could make it myself. And then you make money on every purchase you make. Sure, in the short term, you may not make as much money as the sponsorship. But if you think long term, will I make more money? You know, it's that it's is worth- a good point. Yeah, and that's and that's another example. Like a lot of influencers, a lot of people all are starting their own brands now, starting their own like companies of something. Um, yeah, and don't yeah. get me wrong. There's there's some absolute rubbish. Like <laughs> I, I wish I wish some people who are creating products would work would would try and hire like a corporate commercial brand director or marketing director because there's there's a reason why. Like- there's there's a reason why some of the best brands in the world are the best in the world because the image is the same every time you see them on a on a billboard. Their copywriting is so clever. Like Nike Nike Nike's great for all sorts of reasons. What I like them for is their copywriting. In four in four words, they'll always What is the copywriting? So it's the words that are written alongside an advert. Oh, just do it. Yeah, so just do it is inc- just do it wasn't created by Nike. It was created by Wyden and Kennedy, which is an advertising agency. But if wow. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go on to. So this is why some of the best brands in the world you've ever heard of, the brand didn't create the thing that you remember them for. It's an agency. Oh, um, I didn't know and, that. And Nike is very famous for working with Wyden and Kennedy, who in the nine, I believe it was in the nineties, they created just do it in in a large campaign they did but i'll just show you this one image and if you're on the podcast i'm watching on youtube you'll see it this is nike's farewell message to tiger woods it I just says it. yeah only it was a hell of a round tiger that's all they say wait what they say say it again 
it was a hell of a round tiger. How many likes did that get? Does it show it? Like 908,000. But, but wow. that, that copy is so clever for multiple reasons. One is it's so succinct. Two, they've used round, which of course a round of golf. You play a round of golf. Right. And it was a hell of a round. It's like summarizes a relationship over a long period of time. It's such a clever piece of copy. And I guess I really love it because I'm in the marketing world. But yeah, yeah. That, the way that copy is written is the reason 908,000 people have not, have liked that post because it's not the image. People have seen that image all the time. Um, but it's just they've managed to capture the emotion of that image in the copy. They did. They really did. And, and that's, what, that's one of those images that would trend for like a while and like pop up on random people's feeds who don't follow golf. Yeah, and I, I do this in real time. Like I'll post two of the same videos probably a week apart, but I'll change the copy and I'll find copy that has gone to tens of millions of people on Instagram and just stick it on my video. Okay. Um, and guess what? The one that went to 10 millions of, 10, millions of people does way better. <laughs> yeah. Like cop copywriting is such a hard skill. So if you are a creator, I would heavily advise finding someone in a commercial marketing role just to help you out because um, it can just cement your brand. It can turn your thing in from a product with a logo into a brand. Um, and so, yeah, I have the advisor, especially if you don't need short-term cash. If you don't need short-term cash. Start owning equity in your own productions. Fascinating, Rob. That was very fascinating. Um, guys, I want to say um, if you are not following us, um, follow Give us. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're now yeah so this will go out probably to when you hear it it'll go out which is obviously obvious to everyone but um we record this on friday nights we post it on saturday we it's almost didn't make it today because of me but we made it but we did that's the important thing and um we may not be here next week because we have lives and we've got tons of things on but we may be here next week we'll leave you guessing <laughs> <laughs> and then uh but yeah, if you've enjoyed it, leave a comment. We're currently five-star rated on Spotify, which is fantastic. And Go uh, rate us on Apple Music too. Apple Apple Podcast? Apple Podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know what you want us to talk about. This is obviously the first episode where we've just talked about one thing. So give us some feedback based upon, do you like us talking about one thing versus about lots of different things? Because it's a completely different format. I liked it. Yeah, so did I. Right. Um, All right. Thanks, Noel. Speak soon. Yeah, thanks, Rob. See you later.